Welcome to Podcast After Dark, up all night for college football. So, uh, this week, my partner and I have decided that we're going to get our first Christmas tree. And this is going to be the uh, first Christmas tree I've had since I've been out of my own post, like, you know, living with family, that sort of thing. Since leaving the nest. Since leaving the nest, which would have been like 16 years ago for me. Right. So, like, it's not as though you haven't had opportunities in the past 16 years. This is the first time you decided it's worth it. Right, right. I've, you know, been desperately alone and, you know, drinking myself to sleep every night. And so, uh, you know, when you're in that... A Christmas tree made out of beer bottles. Cans. Right. That's, you know, that and the, um, in, you know, in the past, that's what my Christmas tree has been. Just like in the past, my partner has been, you know, um, powdered milk sacks sewed together. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we're really excited. He and I are uh, are planning to decorate and... This is kind of the first time that I've gotten really excited about it because, you know, when you're mm-hmm. – yeah, this is the Are first you, time I've been in this position. Is this going to be so. one of those matchy-matchy trees or is this going to be one of those like you just like find the ornaments you like and you just throw them on there? Yeah, I think that I think that it's going to be a find the ornaments you like, uh, kind of a motley sort of thing. I think we want like two and a half foot tree, something like – something small, you know. But oh, okay. Because, you know, we're not planning on being at home on Christmas itself or, you know, we're having friends mess. And so, uh, so yeah, but we're going to get into the spirit of it and we're look, looking forward to it. So, yeah. Is it one of those things where you're going to do like uh, each of you gets to decorate a side? Because I've seen that before and that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aside, the slightest gave me the look like I just farted in church. I, I, I'm no, 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 no. I'm just thinking, like, what if you have that? Would I? I would think that that would look a little bit uneven. Oh, it does. I mean, it, it, it's it's god awful. See, this is why I asked about the matchy matchy versus just like a conglomerate, like just kind of like throw them all on. Like matchy matchy. What I mean is like when you go to like Target or whatever, and you see all the ornaments up there, they mm-hmm. have sets, <clears throat> and generally these sets are like colors that go together. There may be a little bit of that, but I think what we what we're gonna want to do is we'll go to like value like Value Village, for instance, and find oh like my. like I'd like to at least go go to some Value Village is way more expensive than Goodwill. Yeah, good, fine, Goodwill, whatever, <laughs> whatever works. Jeez, come on, JD now. Rockefeller over come here. On. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, just kind of get stuff that looks interesting, but we'll probably also do some targets. Okay. Now, are well. you uh, star or angel people? Um, I was, well, you know, we're, we're a gay couple. So I was, just, I was thinking like a dildo or something. <laughs> that makes sense. I think, uh, I, <laughs> why does up, that make sense? No, get, stop. Just stop. Get, get no, up there stop, on a step stop. ladder. And, and, why you know, does that make sense? Get up there on a step ladder. I and loop it every, loop it every morning. I want Arvel, I want Arvel <laughs> to own that and tell me why that makes sense. Um, well, actually, it doesn't. Like no, a, not, no, okay, yeah, like, I'm thinking about it. No, here's why it doesn't, though, is because you would more need like a fleshlight. Oh, so like, so like the <laughs> tree is actually fucking it. Yeah, like, yeah, because a dildo you have to like tape it on there. Yeah, that's true. Or something. Or it, it'll take, make the the, ba- take the batteries out, 
Oh, well, this is not the kind of dildo you guys Well, that's a vibrator. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think you t- I think you leave the battery in. Yep. No, because then you can stick it on the tree. Right, that's what I'm saying. No, but if you take the batteries out, you can stick it on the tree. But if it's no batteries involved, like it's just kind of a, you know... Unless it's like, like a hollow dildo that's like an extended. Well, no, no, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's a strap-on. No, but we call... No, but a flashlight. Right. Mm-hmm. A flashlight would go on oh so smooth. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Well, especially if you lube it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, okay, so you put the flashlight on and then you just like flip it on. Uh-huh. It kind of like gyrates the tree, so it's almost like the tree is swaying in the winter breeze. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like or, want, like, or that a family of squirrels has taken it, up well, like, I think that if you yeah. put those Christmas bells on top plus the flashlight, <laughs> like it's kind of like you get that, like the jingle, you know, I mean, like plenty mm-hmm. of bells are jingling, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Well, I think all gives, the bells are jingling. All the bells are jingling. I think it gives a whole new meaning to the song, Oh Christmas Tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, oh Christmas Tree. Christmas tree. <laughs> oh Christmas Tree. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. With the flashlight on top and then of course, like the anal beads, like popcorn strings, and, all around, right, yeah, exactly, all around, exactly. and, huh? yeah, and butt plugs, yeah, ornaments everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Just uh, we're now, just that. Would you do like droopy, sad condoms, <laughs> like tinsel? Yes. Sad ones, sad ones. You know, not like sad. don't don't like roll them all the way sad. on. Don't roll them all the way on. Roll them kind of just. Wow. Is that a brand or is that a style? Like when you people like like when somebody goes up to the mini mart, you uh, who do you mean you the, people? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like when like when you go into like when you go into the mini mart, are you standing there going like okay, like a uh, rib for her pleasure, uh, Magnum? Oh, give me the sad ones. <laughs> like give me the. Oh, I want a condom that when I thrust it goes. Uh. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, like when, I, when I'm reaching my coital bliss, this condom goes fine if I have to. Just, well, that's more like the disgruntled condom. Disgruntled. The sad condom is like, uh, again? Yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> want At least one. somebody's getting something. <laughs> I kind of want one that says, brace yourselves, Matilda. You know, like... Katie, bar the door. <laughs> yeah, Katie, bar, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. We're actually going to get, like, true, like real Christmas ornaments and, you know, red and green and all Rainbow. that stuff. Well, maybe a little that. Maybe a little that. Uh, I'm personally a fan of the star. I don't I don't think that anybody thinks Dude, that the angel's comfortable up there. The angels are also... Well, the angel may be getting something from the furry. You know, uh, no... No, and but, who doesn't like that? Yeah, but no, I'm saying that, like, uh, although if it's dogma... We're pronouncing that word angel, right? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But if it's dogma, the anal... <laughs> if it's dogma, the angels don't have genitals. Right. So, you know. Uh, however, I think angels on a tree... Do you guys have an angel on your tree? No, we were stars when cool. I was growing up. Okay, uh, how about now? Still stars. Okay, uh, cool. There was angels in my house. Because I think yeah. angels look creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of God like God's version, right? It's kind of like it's it's like God's version of the elf on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Except this elf can fuck you up. I think the purpose of the angel, though, <laughs> and the star, to be honest, is to bring us to like the nativity scene where the star was yeah. lit up and the yeah. magi, and then you had the angels singing. Yeah, but stars a little bit kind of souls to see too. I, yeah, all right, all right. true. Yeah, I can live with that. Yeah, if you want, like, a, if if you want a happy Christmas Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, I guess. I guess you know that's a, what you go for. I guess a star. I think you should put a if star. If the moon is David, in the right house, how about a star of David on the top? Can the angel be holding a star? A star of David? Star of David? That's fine. Okay, I think we're okay. Okay. All right. I think we've just. How about, what about a pentagram? 
That's kind of a star. <laughs> are we talking about the paganistic pentagram, or are we talking yeah. about the other guy's pentagram? What? Who's the other guy? Satan. Is it the same one? No. The circle is with the star. How thing? how do you know so much about pentagrams? You know, I went through a weird phase. He <laughs> listened to a lot of Slayer and, and Rob <laughs> Zombie. Yes. Rob Zombie, yeah. <laughs> right? Corn, corn, corn. Yeah, a lot of the death metal that none of us right. would ever know. Yeah, sure, exactly. sure. <clears throat> right. Okay. Anyway, so I just thought that I I just thought it'd be interesting. Like, I'm super excited about. Yeah, this no, that's a. I mean, it's a. I mean, I think these are kind of like. I don't want it to be as corny as to say like a rite of passage or like a big you know milestone, but it is a pretty big deal the first time you get your first adult Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's like the first time you fuck something moist. Welcome to podcast after dark. Um, I'm Sly. I'm Mike. I'm Marvel. Yeah, and uh, you can find us on Twitter at at Pod After Dark. You can email us at. Podcastafterdark at gmail.com, soundcloud.com slash podcastafterdark. We're on TuneIn. Um, you can find our profile at our, our personal profiles at sexysteampunksingles.com. And uh, rate us five stars on uh, iTunes if you're so inclined. So, it was rivalry week in uh, college football this week. Indeedy. And uh, we also took a break last week for Thanksgiving. Um, you our uh, our dozen of listeners, That's right? The faithful um, three and a half. Yeah, we're probably a little bit distraught that they didn't see. Could see them right now, just sitting there with their uh, mm. iTunes open, like constantly pulling down for refresh, refresh, right. refresh, just refresh. This, just this. or pulling down for other reasons, but um, right. sad. Like but a no, I also I also feel bad for our three and a half, right? Because in all honesty, like they might have been spending their time with their families and could have desperately needed an escape. True. Or maybe they have those, what do they call it? Um, Sad condoms. <laughs> Night, no, I was going to say nice families. Oh, oh. Where they enjoy spending time with them and they didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's hope that wasn't the case. Yeah, let's hope it's the latter more than the former for yes. sure. Uh, but yeah, we got to Rivalry Week and, uh, you know, it's uh, with Pac 12 football itself, like, you never know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing ironclad in the Pac-12. I mean, technically, there's nothing ironclad in any conference. But no givens. But with the Pac-12 itself, like you know, people have said in the past, oh, they're all over each other. You know, whereas other conferences are so deep. You know, and um, but it's true that in the Pac-12, like there's, it's very, very unpredictable. There's a reason they call it Pac-12 after dark. There's mm-hmm. a reason. Um, that uh, that people love to watch the unpredictability of what goes on, and I think especially rival- when they're like eighty point games. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think rivalry re- <clears throat> rivalry week did not disappoint. No, I thought it was great. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, there's always the jokes about like you know throughout the record books and yada 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 yada. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hat tip to solid verbal on that one. Exactly. Uh, I do think that. Uh, Whatever it is about rivalry rivalry week in the um, in the Pac twelve and in every conference, you see teams elevate themselves um, to a level of play that I think um, I don't know. The execution just looks crisper. Um, the you know the 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 passion is there. The energy is higher. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just people really get ready because it's you know it's bragging rights. It's all it's all year. I mean, you're gonna have this win or lose. You're gonna have to sit with it 
yeah, for an entire calendar year. Right. I think the best one that fits this description is definitely the Civil War. Well, it's also the oldest one <clears throat> out of out of all the rivalries in the Pac-12. Is it? I thought, yeah. Uh, Territorial Cup? Nope, it's older than that. Oh. Yeah, it's the fifth oldest in college football. Um, of course you would know this. It, it's been played 100... With, with love. I'm sorry. My, my tone was very condescending. I... I, I I, I felt I, it. Can I try it again? Yeah, try it again. I like that you know this. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks, Arvel. Yeah, it's been played 120 times, um, and uh, I mean, we're talking about. Uh, I mean, it's practically as old as the Civil War itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, this you had this year. You had two teams who were. I mean, the the line before this game came down to two, I think, on Yahoo Sports. I saw mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, it had come mm-hmm. down to minus two in Oregon's favor. It was played at Reeser. So under neutral field, it would have been a five-point favor to Oregon. Um, and in the past, like... as A neutral, or- a neutral bowl. Right. Like a neutral site. Neutral yeah, site yeah, game. Yeah, neutral site. Yeah. Oh, okay. In a neutral site game. So anyway, uh, in the past... There's been a huge disparity, especially the last three years, in talent and you know, in an achievement between Oregon and Oregon State. But in two of the last three years, not counting this year, Oregon State's kept it within, kept it uh, the Civil War one score game anyway. They played up to Oregon, right? And so that was always thrilling. You know, we had Mannion, you know, throwing downfield the last second. Man in the Cooks, Man in the Cooks. Yeah, in 2013, and uh, not quite making it. Uh, I think it was 35-36 that game. Something like that. And then uh, last year as well, I think it was within four. And mm-hmm. so this year, like, it was really exciting because Oregon's having a down year, um, and we just got word today that they fired their head coach. Yeah. Mark, well, yeah just before recording, we'll get, we'll, we'll get yeah, to that. At the yeah. time of recording. We'll get to that in a, in a bit. But... Uh, this literally came over like half an hour ago, right. um, this news. So anyway, Oregon's having a down year. Oregon State is in a, is in kind of a long rebuilding phase with their new coach, Gary Anderson, and a new spread offense. Um, and so uh, so we saw this as an opportunity. We just shellacked Arizona. Mm-hmm. We unexpectedly beat Cal. Yep. Um, and so uh, we were playing for four and eight. We weren't playing for a lot, like no postseason, nothing like that. Um, that was the best record than the Gary Anderson era. Well, yeah, of two years for sure, and it's double. It's you know, it's the potential to double the win loss record, the win record that we did had from last year. I, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I think that you know, by the, uh, I think one of the things that I appreciate about the way that the Beavers won the, the Civil War mm-hmm. um, is they did it on the ground. Maybe this is a little too X's and O's, but like, um, no. Uh, <clears throat> Sly and I actually watched it together, mm-hmm. um, and the the phrase that kept coming up for me was watching Ryan Nall, um, and and um, the, what I can never remember the name of the other the other running back Pierce, Oregon, Pierce. Yeah. Uh, when they would run the ball against that Oregon defense, the phrase that kept coming up for me is your kung fu <laughs> is not strong enough. <laughs> right, right. Like it, you watched. Like a physically superior, whether, whether, you know, five star or three star, you know, whatever athletes, you know, these two teams, there was a, there was a clear difference for me watching these two teams. Uh, this game mattered to Oregon State 
and they were playing like it mm-hmm. because you just watched Ryan's Ryan Nall get stronger and faster and angrier right. as their game went on. He was like Secretariat that you know that last lap. He was still accelerating right. by the time he crossed the finish like, line. Like yeah. you know, to, you know. I mean, this is probably blasphemy to Oregon fans, but like watching Ryan Nall run the ball and continue to finish was like watching Steve Prefontaine. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, Oregon State ran the ball 21 times in a row mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and overcame a 10-point deficit to win by 10 points. And mm-hmm. that includes a missed uh, PAT right? Uh, um, as well. So it would have been 11. But it, it was funny because in this game in particular, or- Oregon State and Oregon were at parity going into halftime, 14-14. Right. And uh, then Oregon starts to pull ahead by 10 in the third quarter. We come out looking flat. And then literally there was a moment where um, Oregon State is um, uh, punting the ball or not punting. It's uh, doing a kickoff return Mm -hmm. and uh, or doing a kickoff and the winds start to shift and they blow the ball off of the little stand that it's on the tee, the tee, yes. And the announcers are talking about, oh, the wind and the the wind and the rain are really picking up now. And I was just like, I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen now. And at that point, Oregon State stopped every Oregon drive mm-hmm. and um, and then started running the ball twenty one times in a <clears> row <throat> and just <throat> picked apart Oregon's what we would call a you know, what's supposed to be called a defense and forced Oregon to pass in the wind and the rain, which of mm-hmm. course they didn't do that effectively. No. No. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, mean, yeah, but I, I love Meanwhile, OSU just simply has their way. Yep. Like just kind of, we want to run this way for four yards. Yeah. <laughs> now we want to run this way for four yards. Right. Now we want to run this way for four I'm yards. I'm pretty sure that Gary Anderson was uh, calling plays like, all right, first down left. <laughs> it was almost first down right. right. It was a, Touchdown left. It was almost like playing old school right. tech mobile. We it totally plays, was. And your running plays are A and your passing plays are B, whatever it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. ES was hitting Okay, well, and, up and A. Well and it felt down in A. And it mm-hmm. felt up like, in A. <laughs> and it, down fe- a. it felt like uh, for those of you old enough to remember the game, Ryan Null was playing the role of Bo Jackson. Jackson. And mm-hmm. who's the other running back? Uh, Pierce. Marcus Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just yeah. there was nothing. Well, with Pierce, I thought that he looked a lot like Jaquiz Rogers in the way that he would like. Well, Nall himself had most of his yards were after contact. Oh yeah, but Pierce himself, uh, he like there was one play, and I forget exactly when in the game it was that he hits like a like a yard after the snap, a yard past the line of scrimmage, he gets hit by a wall of uh, of linemen. And he pushes and pushes and pushes, and he ends up getting eight or nine yards with five guys on top mm-hmm. of him. And you can you can see under the pile him constantly working his legs and constantly pushing. Yep. And that's one of the things that like it reminded me of Jaquiz Rogers actually um, uh, from quite a few years ago now. Yeah. And uh, and it just made me so happy to see that. Uh, to see the fight in this Oregon State Beavers team that, mm-hmm. that is rebuilding, that has taken a lot of knocks, um, that went over, you know, almost exactly a year without a single Pac-12 win. Mm-hmm. Um, just fight and fight and fight and fight and for them to break an eight-game losing streak against the University of Oregon, uh, to watch their scrappiness and their determination uh, um 
payoff mm-hmm. in that game, it was really special to me. I've never been happy to see my happier to see my team go four and eight. Right. And I was talking with uh, the treasurer of the company that I work for. Actually, he was a big Oregon State fan as well, and he was like, "Oh, I remember being happy to see us go four and eight. That was my senior year of high school or senior year of college <laughs> <laughs> because they went zero and eleven his sophomore year, oh. and they went four and eight uh, his uh, senior year. And he was super happy about that because this right. was the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway, okay. so um, Oregon State wins the uh, uh, Oregon State wins the, uh, the Civil War, uh, number one hundred twenty, and uh, uh, and Oregon is left to kind of pick up the pieces. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on the other side of things, so since we're kind of already in the state of Oregon, and we want to talk <laughs> about what's going on with Oregon right now. I think we should come to that after we talk about. Uh, about let's later. talk about the games. Like, uh, okay, so Apple Cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, how. I'm gonna, I'm I, gonna, I watched this game I, with Mike as well. Yeah, I'm going to describe the um, Apple Cup uh, in terms of well, and, and, and I'm going to say that the immortal words of Denny Green—they are who we thought they were. <laughs> uh, Washington came out and let everybody know. Yep, we had a bad game against USC. USC. We had a hangover against Arizona State, but don't forget, uh, we are elite. Mm-hmm. And and they showed it. I mean, I think from from beginning of the game, uh, Washington just came out and was going to do what they wanted to do. I mean, in all three phases, um, passing, running. I think Jake Browning had one of the best um, games he's had all season. That I one think. throw to Dante Pettis in, in the, the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's an NFL throw. Like, mm-hmm. don't let yeah. anybody tell you the difference. There that were several like, of those. That is an game. NFL yeah. throw, and you know, I mean. Um, like, if I was to compare Jake Browning to any NFL quarterback, it's Joe Montana. Guy didn't have a great arm. Guy didn't have a great, you know, yeah. I mean, he didn't have a rifle. I mean, we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers here. We're not talking about uh, Ben Roethlisberger or anything like that. But he throws with timing. He throws with anticipation. And he knows how to place the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's super important, especially going forward, because I think Chris Peterson is a precision. He wants precision out of his um, offense. And I think that Jake Browning's doing a great job of just making sure that we're getting that. So, yeah. Um, you know, obviously both the running backs, uh, Coleman and uh, Gaskin, Gaskin, yeah, had, had great games on the ground, and that I mean the death row defense is what they are, man. I mean they're just locking everybody down. They just know? shut, they shut down that offense like pretty ridiculously. A, a team that Washington averages, State, which is a br- like fantastic offense, it's right. almost nothing but an offense, right? Like no, like the, yeah. a team that averages 40, 40 points a game. Mm-hmm. In the last four games against Washington, has has not been able to break twenty. Yeah, yeah. In four <clears throat> games, that, so that I mean that even includes this last game of the Sarkeesian era. So okay, like I imagine, I mean, Wazoo fans just I would assume because as a Husky fan, I experienced twelve years right against against a team that shall not be named until we talk about them later. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so this is what four years in a row. Four years in a row. So the the embitterness is like building, mm-hmm. and I mean now it's like the record for the overall Apple Cup is pretty ridiculous. Like 70, 70, 30, and six, something like that. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> oh, no, 70, 70, 30, and yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah so there, if I'm a Coog fan, like one, I'm asking, what the hell, Mike Leach? Like obviously, like your guys weren't able to handle. I mean, it just wasn't out schemed. I feel like. It was out talented. You have to have but, a defense to stop but they, Washington's but, offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: is Wazoo's defense is not as bad. As it's been. 
No, they're not terrible. They're not like Oregon bad. They're not Cal bad. They're not Arizona bad. But they're just they're nowhere near what they what their offense is. They're yeah, it's a well, very yeah, imbalanced but that, team. But that's going to be any Big Twelve slash Mike Leach team. Um, because that's where. Why does it have to be that way though? And that's why that's I wonder if that's why Cougars fans aren't going. What the hell, Mike Leach? Like, why can't we field a complete team? Well, okay, so let's. So, well, here's the thing. Like, when you talk about Washington State, you have to talk about the fact that Mike Leach, for all of the warts, maybe that you, whatever you believe about, as much shit as we give him, yeah, that's still what an eight and four team this year. Right, they they lost two, won eight, and then lost two. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, eight and four. I mean, you know, Frank Beamer made a career out of that. Right. You know, they're at Virginia Tech. So, I mean, I don't... Well, don't and, and doing it at Wazoo. Right. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Right. I think that... Uh, well, pretty damn good, but losing to two FCS teams back-to-back. Back. yeah. Well, no, um, totally, yeah. And that's back something that... I don't know. I, I almost think it's fireable. Well, I think that's... A, <laughs> well, I think that's an uh, issue of getting your guys ready. I mean, I think yeah. that that's... I think that's a psychological thing more than anything else. I think that's a group of people who are like had tasted some success, have been pretty good. I mean, I think that if you're a, if you're a Mike Leach offense, you feel pretty good yeah. about your ability well, to score points. And it's hard in those kind of games too because it is the FCS team Super Bowl essentially. Um, in a lot of ways, I shouldn't say that for every team, but also uh, Eastern Washington put a scare in UW. Yep. Uh, the last year. two times we played, the last they, two times. they beat Oregon State. <clears throat> they beat Oregon State, right. and now they've beaten Wazoo by three so in overtime. It's yeah. not exactly like playing. Well, in Eastern Washington, I mean, to their credit, Bo Baldwin at Eastern Washington right. is a fantastic coach. Also, little fun fact: uh, the quarterbacks coach for our Eastern Washington was actually Jake Browning's, or is current. Well, was and now uh, Jake, Jake Browning's, Browning's coach. Uh, head coach in. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. So the guy might know a little bit about coaching up quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, well, Vernon Adams was certainly. Yeah, right. I mean, the and, and uh, Bo. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. Well, yeah. that's no Bo Levi Mitchell was there. He wasn't. He wasn't there during that run. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. No, the Apple Cup. Um, I got a huge boner as a right. fan. <laughs> it was a great game. Yeah. Was, I mean. Well, it's a great game if you're a UW fan. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. It, <laughs> but also, like, like that march towards a, the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. If you are a Cougar fan who sat an entire <clears throat> game with frozen feces in your hand, uh, <laughs> getting ready to throw it, and then not well, having really any off, reason you, to throw it, you know. throw it but here's the thing: is what I like is that um, you only but, the only person you had to throw it at was yourself. That's right. Yeah. See, <laughs> but here's here's the most beautiful thing about it: with this win, you dub beat a ranked team, except yes. that. Now they're not ranked because you dubbed them. <laughs> but I, well, but yeah, that's yeah. Let's let's save that for the playoff. Yeah, I, I know. Okay. Um. All right. Where do we want to? We want to move to Arizona. Do we want to move to? Well, California? here's what we can say, well, here's we what we can say about Cal and UCLA. It happened. Yep. Uh, we didn't expect the result and necessarily. And what can we say? How, about? Many, how many wins did Cal have this year? Did, they, did Cal go four and eight? Five and seven. Five and seven. Okay. So five yeah. and seven. Okay. And then uh, uh, you or uh, uh, Jim Moore is not fired. 
Kimura's not fired. No, but I think that his seat is beginning progressively warm. Uh-huh. Um, just because and his OC has been fired. His OC got fired. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. As of today? I texted did... you earlier. Oh, I didn't see did it. Did you not see my text? I rarely read your text. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. That's crazy. Wow. After one season, they were just Most like, of our most texts are fart that, noises he was like the, uh, dick jokes anyway. He was like the running backs coach or something? Or? Right. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He's gone. Okay. They had to make some adjustments there. I mean, for crying out loud. Um, All right. Well, Mark Helfrich to UCLA. <laughs> that. that. Well, why no. well, do I, I want to see that so much? <laughs> well, he had to incorporate a massive spread system. And Mark Helfrich to Notre Dame. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, that'd be, that wouldn't be a bad spot considering their quarterbacks. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the Territorial Cup, it also happened. And the team they did expect to win. Also won, which yeah. also probably looks some negligibly at least better for UW um, because that was the one that was the oh, one yeah. opponent ASU won another won a pack game. No, you you of A Arizona. I'm sorry, Arizona. Yeah, and then ASU is not bowl eligible. Yeah, well, well five and seven, <laughs> so they could get a waiver. But but yeah, um, yeah. The, the team that, that oh, took, but let's be honest, that's ranked based on API. Is that what it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's based on academic. Stuff, right? Yeah. Um, ASU, academic stuff. Come on, let's be real. Right. Let's be real. Right. <laughs> well, but it, it's a better look, at least, for Washington having gone into overtime. Right. Having Arizona. that been their only, like, nail... I mean, outside of the USC, so, US, USC game, having that been their own na- only nail by their yeah. I don't think it really makes you... you I mean, okay, good. <laughs> the one team that you went to overtime with got a conference win. Right. <laughs> well, if you're looking for feathers to put in your cap... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Arizona sure. maybe not being quite as shitty as you right, thought. Right. <clears throat> right. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. So did either of you actually watch Territorial Cup? No. no. Okay. I did. Uh and here's what can be said about that game. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh how, how are you gonna get those three and a half hours of your life back? I know. There's <laughs> okay. just that I've just committed to, to them being gone. Did I see that like Brian is it Brian Dawkins who played in this? Brian Dawkins, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just ran for like Brian Dawkins and uh, and I cannot remember the running back's name. I'm really bad with names. In oh, case it's because over. it's like their sixth string running back. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, the I will here. Here's what I'll say. Arizona, the Wildcats ran through ASU like herpes. Uh, and I'm talking like running wild. Like I think that by I think I heard a stat somewhere that like by halftime, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona had racked up nearly 300 yards on yeah. the ground. Yeah. I saw mm. that. Something stupid. But instead of like loading the box to like really stop the run, let's no, just keep blitzing. Nope, we're gonna keep blitzing. Yeah, we're gonna we're, blitz we're, on every yeah, goddamn play, and, and we're going to try to bring <laughs> pressure and play pass coverages. What are you doing, Todd? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, other than Can the fact that you're Todd, 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 <laughs> Todd, what are you doing, Todd? Todd. Um, Todd, it's time to have an intervention. No, Todd, seriously, don't be such a talk. Like, as a, I mean, as an X's and O's like fan, like this is just. Ba- I mean, it's bad. He wants to build a defense like his temper. <laughs> <laughs> he wants his defense to match his temper, just <clears throat> constantly red faced. Like you never know what they're going to. You never know what they're going to do, right? And when they're going to be mad about it, right? Exactly. He, need, he needs to go back. To wearing the pop star mic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's like what the, he needs to do. The mm-hmm. Disney operators are standing by microphones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, no. he's getting ready to take subscriptions because for, like, public broadcasting. Let's right. be real. This year they've suffered a bunch of injuries in the whole state of Arizona. The state of Arizona right. has had a bad, has caught the injury bug. Yeah. 
And if he would have worn his damn microphone, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Right. So this is his fault. This, the ASU's like lack of success is his fault. You know what? And Don't fire him. I want him to have to look his players in the face. <laughs> well, that being said, I mean, he's got some pretty good players. Yeah, I, I mean, like Nikhil Harry, I mean, Harry, and, Nikhil yeah. Harry and, yeah. and you know Ballinger and what all that. So uh, I think honestly, I will say that if they if they spend time developing him, uh, what's his name, Manny Wilkins, their their quarterback. Yeah, um, he's not. I don't. Here's the thing: he is not currently a uh, an NFL quarterback, but he he'll be a good dual threat college guy mm-hmm. if they spend some time with him. Okay. So can we? Can we move off of the territorial cup? Oh, please, now God. Yes. To talk about Stanford Rice? Oh. No, I'm joking. Oh, um, or, or USC, uh, Notre Dame? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> um, no. Let, okay. Look, let, here, let me summarize those two games. Dory Jackson is really good. Mm-hmm. And Christian McCaffrey is really good. Hey, time out. End thus, story. Thus endeth our commentary. <laughs> right. Hey, time out. Dory Jackson is really good. And he won Defensive Player of the Year for the Pac-12, that which is, I think is a load of horseshit. That is all shot in Freud because everybody That's, just saw him like run to get run two things back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, run to get, but he's not even the best no. coverage corner in the league. No, and there's plenty of good linebackers and defensive linemen to choose from. Ryan Noll, <laughs> by the way, Pac-12 Player of the Week. Yep. That's good. Yep. Okay. So uh, anyway, anyway uh, what's the next? What so we, what I just we I just wanted to point out that uh, that. Um, both neither Oregon nor Arizona are going to send anybody into the state of Oregon nor the state of Arizona are going to send anybody into the postseason. And yet they both sent somebody to the White House. What? I don't know. I thought I would make political jokes, but I don't think it worked. Oh yeah. Um Well Arizona did, but Right, Arizona did. Anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay, so let's talk real quick then about the Pac-12 championship game that happens this Friday. Okay, yeah. so before we do that, okay, I do think that we need to uh, we do need to reference the fact that USC clearly has wins over both teams playing in the Pac-12 championship game. This yeah. is true. That's true. Uh, they also have how many losses? Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two against in conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. M's the rules. So this is going to bleed into our playoff talk. Okay. Okay. And we can talk about that actually. If we want. Well, Pac-12 championship talk. Okay, but we do have to clear the air about any awkwardness that people may feel about USC having a win over both Pac-12 championship teams, even though they have two See, losses. But here's the thing: I don't feel bad for them because here's the thing. Well, it was both, kind of a tale. What is it? Or, uh, uh, Ohio State mm-hmm. ha- has a very clear win over Wisconsin. So right. Are we and talking playoff talk now? I guess we can. Okay. I'd rather, Michigan clearly has a win over Penn okay, State. Okay, okay, hang on. But you'd rather talk about the Pac-12 I'd rather talk about the Pac-12 team. So, okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay, okay. So, okay, Colorado-Washington, it's on Friday night, mm-hmm. which means there will be five people in the stands because uh, it's at... Well, it's in the middle of Santa Clara at Levi Stadium. So, like, there's... On a Friday in the Bay Area. Nobody right. there. On a Friday. You better right. take the, the BART. Bay Area. The BART doesn't even go there. I know. Our... Uh, our are people even there for the Santa Clara 49ers games? Or? Not anymore. No, because they're 1 in 10. Because they are awful. <laughs> awful. Chip Kelly. Uh, <laughs> Space Age offense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why do I no, love it so much? No, I wish I wish they were better, though. Also, why does Colin Kaepernick only take a knee when you don't want him to? Oh. <laughs> Thank I you. See. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Let's yeah. move on. Okay. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick only takes knees at the beginning of games. <laughs> oh, 
Anyway, um, so we're talking about the Pac-12 t- championship game. Washington, Colorado will uh-huh. be low attended. It'll be uh, San. Yeah, I, think the lines, I, I actually think it'll be highly attended. I think there's. I think they're. Well, yeah. By the here's third the thing. Quarter, I think that both both people will get through traffic <laughs> <laughs> when they swim from Alcatraz to <laughs> right. Right. No, I think I think people that are going to that game should best leave now. You might as well take a boat from Catalina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, seriously. Right. Yeah, no. Make it a weekend. Well, regardless if people are there. People weren't there last year. People right. won't be there this year. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I think if you want to go into, like, interesting tidbits that could affect the game. So Colorado plays in a grass field. Yep. UW has yet to play in a grass field this year. And the stadium, Levi Stadium, is on a grass field. Yes. So also woo, a terrible right. grass field, by the way. Right. So there's that part, but I also think that um, like UW's favored by seven yep. as of this recording. Yep. And I think that ultimately, if um, a team scores more than thirty points, um, Colorado loses this game. Yes. Because I their offense is not going to be able to hang with uh, the. Well, here's the thing. So their offense is really because I mean I, I've I, I've kind of watched them once they beat Oregon they had my attention so I started watching a lot of Colorado games. Um, Colorado has a very interesting concept because they're very multiple. Yep. Um, they will. I mean, they'll come out in multiple formations, multiple personnel packages. Um, I think that um, I think they win the battle of quarterback mobility over Washington. I think that yeah. Cephal, oh, yeah. I think Cephal Lufau is a lot more mobile as a quarterback. He's going to move around a little bit more. I think that um, they're a little more likely to put him in harm's way by by having him carry the ball as a runner. Uh-huh. You'll see a lot of that like inverted veer where um, the running back will cross his face and be the outside option. Yeah, um, as kind of the you know on, on that part, and then. The dive piece will actually be done by um, Cepho Lufau, um going right at the gut, which, um, you know, you saw this uh, the year that Auburn went to the national championship and won it with Cam Newton. I mean, you saw that all the time, and that was pretty much their bread and butter play. So um, they'll do a little bit of that. They'll go tempo. I mean, they can mm-hmm. they can get it going pretty quick. I think you saw that. Um, but the strength of their team is their defense. Strength of the team is their defense. They have some pretty good, particularly their secondary. The secondary is pretty good. I don't think that I don't think they're as good as Washington secondary. But they're no. here's the thing: they they're well disciplined. Like they are disciplined in their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. They don't do a lot of dumb stuff. You don't find them out of position a lot. I mean, they, well, they do a good job of just kind of being where they're supposed to be. Yeah, and I think I've mentioned this before, but Colorado's team. I saw their death chart earlier. Um, of their eleven defensive starters, eight are seniors. Yes. So, like, they have been around for a while. Yep. Right. Uh, In that system, doing that work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think, like, when you say discipline, I think that's partly what we're seeing is just maturity and yep. age. experience, discipline. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I mean, as a honestly, as a UW fan, and this could totally come back to bite me. Um, I was more nervous for the Apple Cup than I am, I think, for this game. Hmm. Um, and part of it is, um, I think Chris Peterson, like. It's hard to see him as a coach losing this game. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep in mind, we said this about the USC game too, or no, we said similar things about the. USC I don't think game. I. I don't remember saying I couldn't see. I no, I don't remember. I was pretty nervous for that game, but I don't remember thinking. What I'm thinking though is like Chris Peterson in general when it comes to big games. Mm-hmm. He has a track record of winning big games. Yeah, I and mean, he has the bowl. True. He's won a cup. I mean, that's kind of bullshit analysis, but like. What I think, though, really is that um, 
Who would you rather have coaching your team right now? Chris Peterson, Mike McIntyre. I'm going to go CP. Um, but also, I think that uh, talent-wise, UW is pretty far away, like the better team. And they've executed better throughout the season on multiple levels. Although, I I will say that I think that the one thing that uh, Colorado has going for it uh, is that I think that Colorado has no problem throwing the deep ball. Um, and I think there is there if there's one thing that the Husky secondary has shown itself to be vulnerable against this year is the deep ball. Uh, I think that... Um, uh, USC, what, who, US, USC. USC had it. Yeah. Um, but, we got burnt by it a couple times by Utah. Uh, got burnt a couple times on the long ball, especially in long yard situations like third. And I mean, I think of several occasions in, you know, Washington for Washington, but there was third and 25 or better and they completed. So, I mean, when you're, I mean, when you can stand back there and you can huck the ball downfield, I think Washington has demonstrated a track record of struggling to, to defend the yeah, deep ball. Sure. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's a really fun though. Um, yep. I mean, well, I'm going to watch it. That being said, I mean, like recent plays with people like um, Kevin King, with um, Sidney Jones, I mean, have made some incredible plays in the last, I don't know, four or five games where it's just, I mean, this. how did you do that? I mean, that, that is first round talent. Yeah. You right. know? Oh, no, they have potentially three of the three of the four of the secondary going in the first three rounds of the draft. Right. Absolutely. Uh, anyway. Well. I think the thing that I one of the things that I appreciate about this game too is that it's not going to be a repeat of a game that's already been played. Yes. Um, yeah. This, Wait, we not, we're not going to have to watch Stanford versus UCLA twice in two weeks. Right. Exactly. Uh, this is going to be a game um, of you know a you know kind of sprightly, sparky, up and coming you know Colorado team, and you know a kind wa- of an up and coming UW team though in some ways. Yeah, I, I think we've had more success in the past two years. We haven't been in the basement, so that's really right. Cool. It hasn't been since about what two thousand. You haven't had a losing season since two thousand nine. Yeah. So yeah. you know, Colorado okay. had a losing yeah, season last okay. year. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. So I mean, you know, Washington's just kind of taking the next step. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, two next steps. I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, from what it's been, but Colorado just to get into this conversation, and this is another thing too. Uh, if Colorado loses the Pac twelve championship and ends up in the Rose Bowl. Um, which we can talk about. Which we can talk about. But if they end up uh, losing the Pac-12 championship and ending up in the Rose Bowl, they will have beaten Arizona, which has been in the pack since 1978. Yep. To the Rose Bowl. Yep. Um, Arizona is, I think, the only team in the pack 12 uh, aside from Colorado that has and Utah. And did didn't Utah? No, Utah. No, you're right there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Utah's since Jordan, they have not been there since. But Colorado. You know, beating Arizona. Right. I think. I don't know. I think that. Yeah. I think any question. We're just that, saying something because I mean, there's. I mean, you remember like I mean, there's there's been some fantastic Arizona teams. I'm thinking about what in the early was it the early '90s, mid '90s, where the Desert Swarm mm-hmm. defense. I mean, that's. I mean, just. Right. I mean, it was crazy. So just these these questions about how well Colorado and Utah, how well we can integrate them into the Pac-12 culture and that sort of thing. Right. Um, uh, how well they're going to fit in. You know, everybody saw Utah coming up and kind of responding and being competitive almost immediately in the Pac-12. Right. And people up until the very beginning of this season had their doubts about Colorado. Right. And now Colorado is beating both of them to the Rose Bowl. Right. I think is likely to beat both of them to the Rose Bowl. Well, 
I think that that I think that that says something, and I think that um, I'm just really really happy. Uh, even if Colorado loses the Pac-12 championship, uh-huh. if they do lose, I'm and they go to the Rose Bowl, I I will be so happy for them. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, it's going to be a big well, and I really, welcome to the Pac-12. Right, and I, I appreciate the way they're doing it. I mean, they've done it through, you know, they're not going, I mean, nothing, here's the thing, here's the beautiful, here's the, this is the sexy thing about Colorado. There's nothing sexy about that. Right. Right. Like, they are just a bunch of, like, uh, hard hat, work, lunch pail guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, you're not, and so is Mike McIntyre. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a bunch of guys going to work. Me cries the, a little bit. But, yeah, you know. punching the clock, and they're and they're going to put in work for sixty minutes, which mm-hmm. I think is absolutely fantastic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was also going to say though that, like, I don't. I think that there's a nice narrative there about <clears throat> Arizona never making it and all that. When was the last time OSU made it to the Rose Bowl? Made it to the Rose Bowl, uh, 1965. Okay. So 13 years before Arizona made it to Rose Bowl. Fair enough. Well, there's that part, but I also think that that also doesn't as much apply anymore because, like, now Colorado's going to go being the second or third best team if they go and they lose on Friday. Right. Um, Because I think that it's – I don't know. Like, It's a fair point. I just think it's kind of like, well, yeah, but – Whatever. Uh, my my issue is was more of one of this question of how well these teams are be, have been integrated into the Pac-12 mm-hmm, and right. how what their what their likelihood of success is in this new conference. Well, um, and I think that they're finding that success. But success, Absolutely. but success isn't a. Here's the thing: success is not a new thing for Utah. I mean, I remember what, it's not even the, necessarily the a new two, thing for Colorado. Was a, the, the, yeah, in the late with well, the late nineties, early two thousands, when mm-hmm. Meyer was still there, and he had uh, what's his name? Uh, Alec, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, like well, well Colorado, Colorado Gary, is, Gary yeah. Anderson and, on and that Colorado. And here's the thing about too. Colorado: don't forget, Colorado. Uh, it's plenty good. Was was it's a historic program. I mean, they Colorado has a national good, title. Exactly. So well, I mean, yeah, but there's that part. But also, I think that like what I take more from Colorado being this good this year is it's going to show that um, hey, getting rid of your coach um, after quite a few losing seasons not a good idea. Mm-mm. Right. Like right. Uh, Mike McIntyre kind of proved you wrong here. Not so, not on its face a good idea. Right. No. no like no. no. Slow it, slow your roll. Right. right. So you're all ADs. So are we... And we're talking about a team that's actually won a national championship as opposed to other teams that are firing their coaches after a down season or two since they played the national title game. Like, we're <laughs> you know, like Colorado is stuck with Mike McIntyre. Right. Um, even though they've had really crummy seasons, they've actually won a national title. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Oregon hasn't won a national so- title and they're kicking off their coach who brought them to a title game. Yep. Granted, on Chip Kelly's long coattails, right. but I mean, still. I feel like, here's the thing. Oregon, Mark Helfrich going to um, the national title game on his own is the same thing that Barry Schwitzer did after Jimmy Johnson left uh, yeah. Oklahoma. Mm. I mean, that's it's... You mean not he left Dallas? No, no, no. Or, no, because he did it both times. Did you know that he did that? Jimmy Johnson was in Oklahoma? I believe so, yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. He was at Miami too, but he was also at Oklahoma, I believe. I did not know that. Okay, keep going. Um, so, really quick question before we move off of this. Um, and now we're, we're going to get fact-checked. Uh, <laughs> really quickly. Um, 
who's taking a bigger jump? Colorado becoming a potential conference champion or Washington jumping up to the elite level of potentially playing for a national title? What was Colorado's record last year? Uh, they were two and I think they were ten. four and eight. Four and eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were four and eight last year. I think uh, Jimmy Johnson did not coach at Oklahoma. He coached at Oklahoma State. Oh, terribly sorry about all that. So, oh, geez. Uh, to all my Sooner fans and Cowpokes fans, I don't care. <laughs> Dude, Norman is pissed. Yeah. Well, Norman can come say something. Well, and Stillwater too. Probably. Who am I thinking of then? Who was at? Who was at uh, Oklahoma? Oklahoma before Barry Schwitzer. Mike um, Gundy. Yes. No. No. <laughs> I don't know. I will, we'll, 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 okay. Sorry. Right, right. Now. Okay. So, no. But seriously. What, what no, are we talking bigger about? Ju- so bigger jump. Washington jumping to the elite status of playing for a national title. Uh huh. Or or uh, which we don't or, which we don't know is actually happening. Right. 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 Okay. We yeah, do know I mean, Colorado. Right. Right. Colorado. Colorado jumping into the conversation. So, sorry, to the conversation. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Washington jumping to the conversation of being a national title contender. Uh-huh. Or Colorado jumping to the conversation of being a conference title contender. Well, I I don't like the question. Well, I, I just... I don't know that there's exactly. any... I don't know that there's any way to quantify either, necessarily. Oh, no, there's ways to quantify it. I mean, no, like authoritative what no one authoritative way of quantifying what's a bigger what, jump. What would be the authoritative way of quantifying this? Like if you could make one up, what would it be? Uh just win loss record versus last year. Washington uh, is who, going who improved by the most wins. Right. Okay. Washington uh went seven and six last year. Right, right. now they're eleven and one. Right. So they've won like more than fifty percent more games. Well, th- this time last year they were <clears throat> yeah they I'm were six and, six. six and five six this, and, this time last no six they got six. they got they six, six and six, six on a on a so, on the Apple Cup. I, I know you're going with this. Right. Like how how many did Colorado improve by? <clears throat> uh, I think they tripled. They they more than doubled their wins for sure. Well, yeah, but like going from two and was it two and ten last year? I think it was four and eight. So Washington improved by four wins. Last mm-hmm. year, right to this year so right. far. Well, so, this time last year they've improved. Yeah, but like so for Colorado to do that, they have to get to six wins, and I feel like that's just way easier to do from two wins to six wins than from seven to but, eleven. Uh, but we're not talking about. Go I'm not talking four, about getting bowl eligible. They were. No, I'm not talking about that either. I'm talking I mean, about like a six and six team can go play in the bottom. No, 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 no I'm not. Ball. I'm not talking right. about that. What I'm talking about though is no, not all wins are the same. Like. Wins like three through six are different than wins nine through eleven. Yeah, I okay. would agree with yeah. that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Like, just because I mean, going six and six is one thing. Going eleven and one, they, that's pretty. I mean, I'm not saying I'll, that college yeah. is not more improved. I'm just saying that I think your methodology. Right. If you're if you're looking at it on what is it like a. Um, <clears throat> A parabolic sort of level of difficulty. The additional wins yeah. are um, are maybe not exponentially more difficult, but certainly no, no, not exponentially. But it's more yeah, but certainly the curve is steeper at that it, end. You, I yeah. mean, winning winning more games than losing is harder. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think both teams have actually improved their win loss record by five wins. It's just that Colorado didn't even have five wins last year, right. and now they're I think they're they're nine and three now. Um, yeah, they're nine and three. 
where they were four and eight last and, year. And let's take a look at their and that's losses. A I mean, huge. Yeah, I mean, well, jump. I was going to say, and take a look at who their losses are to: Michigan, right? USC, right? And um, uh, uh, oh. who else? Did they drop it to? They drop it to. Uh, Sorry, Wazoo? no. Colorado's ten Wazoo. and two. Wazoo. They lost to one. No, nope. they beat Wazoo. They're ten and two. So they lost. Okay, they're ten and two. They lost to Michigan, USC. So they went from a losing season last year to a ten and two season this year. Mm -hmm. You guys were six and six this time last year. So I feel like you definitely think Colorado is a more improved team. I think you could make that case. Okay, for sure. Well, would you make that case? Would you make that case? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I because I agree. I don't think it's unreasonable. Mm -hmm. No, I think I I think I agree that Colorado's a more improved team. Although I would say that um, I think that uh, I don't know. I feel like I, it's like they're both pretty. Here, well, here's the thing. I mean, here's it's it's about growth versus sustaining, right? So for Colorado to get where they're at to be a title, a conference title contender, <laughs> their program had to grow significantly in terms of its execution, in terms of being able to close out games, in yeah. order to be able. To, Okay, Washington, I think, was, I, I think, arguably, and I think everyone would agree that even last year when they were 6 6, everybody saw, boy, there's a lot of talent on this team. Well, and this is what I, this is what I mean is that. So Colorado, the, 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 Colorado the, the, finished 4 the, the, 9 last the, the, year. Right. 1 and 8 in Pac 12 play. Okay. Okay. That one but, being to Oregon State. So this is what I would say. Like, this, is why, this is why I kind of prefer some of the efficiency stats here because. Let me put a plug in here. Last year, it had UW ranked in the top 10, mm-hmm. um, even though they were. Whatever and whatever. Right. Um, and this year it has both Washington and Colorado ranked pretty high. I think both in the top 10 um, because uh, it's measuring things different from wins and losses. Right. Uh, and so this is where I think like, no, there are objective ways to look at this. Um, and I think that Colorado is definitely the more improved team based on those metrics for sure. Based on the win metrics, but also based on like the worst to first type metric. Sure. Uh, which I don't think has ever been done since like 1970 something right. in the pack. Anyway, uh, but we should talk about well, yeah, let's move the on. football playoff though. Um, First, I just wanted to mention Boise State is missing the Mountain West play, uh, Mountain West Championship for the first time in yeah quite some time, quite some think, time, five yeah. six years. Yep, which I think will put a they uh, should fire Brian Hurston's ass <laughs> right. <laughs> Just get him out, out of there. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to get, I mean, it's one thing to do this crap at Arkansas State, but this <laughs> is the mountain. This is Boise motherfucking this, state. Right, our turf is, is blue, <laughs> motherfucker. Right. Just, right. Like our, just like our blood. So it's going to be. Our sponsor's Albertsons. <laughs> so it's going to be a, a Wyoming San Diego State rematch, basically. Um, yeah. Really? Um, I thought you loved Wyoming. I love Wyoming football. I'm pissed that they lost to New Mexico last Can week. Can I watch Wake Forest versus Boston College again? Oh, oh that's like way Wake, worse. Wake oh. would murder. I think, well, Wake I don't know. They're both Boston bowl eligible College? this year. College? What are you? They're both oh. bowl eligible this year, guys. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's just watch a three-way between them and Old Dominion. I would old, watch Old Dominion. Old <laughs> Dominion's ten and old, two. Old Dominion's ten and two, and they were FCS what, uh, two years two years ago. ago. Uh, yeah. Okay. Old Dominion is the truth. Yeah. Yep. They are. Shout out to Old Dominion. Yep. Uh, Whatever your mascot is. Okay. College football. Can we talk about college football? Yeah. College football. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to the what you were saying about. 
But who goes to the Rose Bowl if UW wins? Colorado or USC? Well, I think that was that was sly, but yeah. Right. And this brings into the whole thing, like, like I think I had this down earlier, uh, like, who is the best team versus the hottest team? Mm-hmm. So in the NFL, you have this dynamic that happens a lot where it's not so much who has the best record, it's who gets hot at the right time. Right. Right? Right. Um, well, I mean, the idea is that if you start getting hot at the right time, you're going to start winning games that matter. Right. So this is why you have... So converge. We've had yeah. several wild card teams make the Super Bowl. Right. Sure. Um, this is why uh, you have. Didn't, England. Actually, didn't the 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 uh, the Giants during the Patriots? Yep. 19, That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Nineteen yep. and Doe so, like, season. They yep. go. They, yeah. <laughs> nineteen yeah. and Doe. I yeah. love it. <laughs> so but this is what happened though. Is obviously or the best team. The best team that year, no question, was New England. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they just didn't win the Super Bowl. Right. Because that's how it's played. Yep. Well, Which, the immaculate reception helped. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but you know what? Block kicks for Penn State helps them beat Ohio State. It's true. It's right. true. Like, you can't... But I, that's also part of the game. Right. Like, yeah. that's it's not, like, fluky shit. It's, it's not like they want part of the game. Ball. Yes. Yeah. Right. You got a kick blocked. Yes. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yes. Two. Two. Yeah. 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 And so, but this is what I mean about the college football playoffs. So, there's just talk about... Um, so, in the pack, there's... USC could jump Colorado to make it to the Rose Bowl if right. Colorado loses... And it, but the Rose Bowl is obligated to take the highest ranked Pac-12 team, right? That isn't already that isn't already committed to the pa- to the national championship. Yeah, exactly. So put that one okay. aside. But let's talk about the Big Ten for a minute, and let's talk about the fact that it's Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State who are all bidding to get in to the playoff. Right. right. So, and the two the, the two <coughs> highest ranked of those are not playing in the Big Ten championship. Correct. Right. Right, which is like I'm sorry. Well, no, but that's a more, that's that's more argument for you need to win the game. I mean, you can't even if you're the best, you have to win. Right. Prove well, that. and I, I know that some people like this. I mean, that's. I mean, it's like the reverse. I mean, it's the, they're in this situation. They were like a reverse USC. Yeah. Like right. USC, probably if you were. To, I mean, if we're talking about right now, probably all, uh, probably the. You know, you play that game a hundred times. I think that uh, I think that you, they played the game between Washington and USC a hundred times. I think that um, I think that USC takes the majority. I don't think it's a big majority, but I think yeah. it's. I, I mean, it's fifty-one percent. So, yeah, but what I'm thinking though here is that uh, if I'm a, if a Wisconsin or a Penn State fan, and my team wins the Big Ten championship and does not get into the playoff. Because an Ohio State team got in that you technically beat. Mm-hmm. Well, Penn State literally beat them. Right. Right. Um, I'm pissed. And I'm also kind of like, as a fan just in general, I'm like, well, aren't you just completely devaluing conference championships? But that's the conversation. Well, but that's the conversation that everybody's having right now with the with the committee is it's not the committee's job to get the team in there with the most wins it's the team it's their job to get the best teams in yeah it's their but that's a fool's errand that's a fool's errand i feel like i don't know why we think that they are going to get the best teams in there like what gives us well i mean here's the thing what a couple i mean during the i mean i remember the the year the first playoff right like uh the big 12 got shut out well the big 12 got shut out because of baylor and tcu well not just that but i mean i what it was uh and it ended up being um, Alabama and Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, smash cut back to game two of that year. Ohio State dropped one un- completely unreasonably to Virginia Tech. 
Yeah, yeah, but this is but so here's what here's what I'm here's what I'm saying. I am way more comfortable having uh, a Wisconsin or Penn State team win their conference championship, make the playoff, leaving out in Michigan or an Ohio State, even though they were quote unquote better. Um, I am much more comfortable with that scenario than I am with the scenario that we've decided that actually, even though you didn't win this, you're probably better than this team, so we're going to let you go anyway. That makes to me that just feels or that is just complete. Well, but I mean, no, 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 no. Let me finish. That is just complete kind of idiocy. I agree. Like in terms of like when why not not why even have conferences? Why right right like what does it even matter? Like uh, and I know that like well if you value the conference championship so much you devalue non conference schedule and I also think that's bullshit Mm -hmm. because although yeah even if you have a bad out of conference performance, that doesn't mean that you can't win your. And it's not like the non conference schedule is equally valued among all conferences anyway. Yeah, some play four, some play three, right. some go to the whole ABC route. Right. So, I mean, it's just, uh, to me, I'm just kind of like, this is just. What, what I think would be really frustrating, and this, mm-hmm. this is coming from, of course, a West Coast bias, wanting to see, you know, a Pac 12 team make it into the championship for sure. Right. Um, uh, what I would find even more frustrating than that scenario, than an Ohio State getting in over a Penn State, is if mm-hmm. both Ohio State and Penn State got in. Right. Right. Yeah, which that is, would be irritating. Which is what the committee could also do. They definitely could. They could split the baby well, um, between, those two, uh, mm-hmm. between those two teams. And then, you know, and then the whether pack, it's... The whether, Pac-12 or Clemson gets left out. Right. 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 Well, I think at this point, I mean, it's pretty obvious that, like... Um, it would be the, when the well when the when the, I mean in this most recent ranking I mean here what's his name is it Hokut the yeah sitting there, yeah talking yeah. Sitting curbs well curbs sitting there talking about the I mean when he tweets out or something like that the margin of difference between Washington and Michigan, and Michigan is very small I mean he and he purposefully like you know all caps that I mean I mean I think the committee's pretty much said what they think about the whole situation well let's be clear it's it's definitely Tyron Willingham and Rob Mullins I don't know if it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding kind of um, no but yeah but there's that piece but there's also the piece of which the reasons why they're punishing Washington are also I think kind of bullshitty I get them but I think they're kind of bullshitty they're punishing them for like a the Pac-12 not being as strong as it was in the years past. Right. So Stanford and Oregon not being as good. That's what they're punishing them Stanford's for. Stanford's 9-3. I know, but that's and not a, the perception. And a top 25 program. But that's right. not the perception right now. The perception is that win was a cake win because it wasn't like a top 10 well, team. I mean... But I know, I know what you're saying, but that's not the perception. Right. The same thing with Oregon. Oregon sucked this year. Mm-hmm. And Washington essentially took the place of Oregon when it comes to the pecking order of the Pac-12. Sure. But there's also the idea of, like, punishing Washington for its out-of-conference schedule, which, to be fair, like, no, it wasn't a good schedule. Like, there aren't these aren't good teams that they played. At the same time, though, that's that was set in stone, like, what, six years ago? Years ago. Uh, and no idea how these teams are going to play. And it's no different than other teams do all the time. Right. And so I'm kind of like, you know, like, I don't think that, like, uh, I and I also I think the resume strength of schedule thing plays a role. I just think it gets emphasized way, way too much. I'd rather emphasize, hey, if you win your conference, you get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, is that enough seat college football playoff talk? 
yeah, I just wanted to point out too that uh, it, that um, Alabama played both Chattanooga and Kent State this year. Yeah, they also played USC. They did play USC, but they're who was their other out of conference game? Western Kentucky. Oh, so they played a, an A and three. Alabama C's. has played four ranked teams this year. Yeah, well, uh, Washington I think has played six. Well, of the teams, so of the teams that Alabama has played versus the teams that Washington has played, mm-hmm. how many are still left ranked in the top twenty-five? Because as far as I can see, uh, even going into last week, Washington played Utah ranked. Well, Washington played ranked WSU, even mm-hmm. though they've fallen up because of the loss to Washington. Mm-hmm. Utah still ranked very high. Mm-hmm. Stanford, Stanford still top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're going to play uh, Colorado. They played USC. And then also and played USC, wow. but lost. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, what, that's, I mean. That's five. Five. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. So they, they have as many, Washington has as many wins over ranked teams as Alabama does. Mm-hmm. And Alabama played one, like, they played Chattanooga, Kent State, Western Kentucky, and USC. Yeah. Well, Those are their four. And I want to be clear. We're so, not saying that Alabama, Washington's better than Alabama. No. But um, I also think though that like we are saying we want them. But but to but to yes. rag but to rag on Washington because of a week out of conference schedule is dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, and there's also this idea too that uh, I think it, this is all a big circular argument, like comparing like ranked wins versus ranked law. You know, sure. I think it's a pretty pretty damn circular. Um, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And it's part of just the nature of having, especially if you're counting the SEC. Aside from from Alabama, because rankings are totally, literally, they've chased their tail. Everybody's beaten everybody. Biased, yeah. And the SEC is kind of hard garbage this year after Alabama. Um, yep. So anyway, yeah. So this college football playoff, we'll talk more about this next week when it's actually sure. decided. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what about? Uh, should we talk about uh, health and coach movement? Well, uh, before to kind of talk about weaker. Um, uh, kind of pivoting off of strength of schedule issues, I did want to point out, because I like to give some love to like the mid-major schools out there and that sort of thing. Uh, the number one uh, team in the AAC is, uh, so far, is USF, South Florida. Mm-hmm. They were an FCS team through 2000. Go Bulls. So if they came into the FBS only 15 years ago. Uh, the number one, two, and three teams in the Sun Belt are App State, Troy, and Arkansas State. Uh, App State came into the FBS in 2013, and Troy and Arkansas State came in in 2000. So uh, the top three teams in the Sun Belt and the top team in the AAC are... Is this what you warned me about? Yeah, are all former FCS teams. Oh, okay, because I have have a quibble. Yeah, and then uh, CUSA, uh, the number one and number two teams are both uh, also converted... Uh, FCS schools. Uh, Old Dominion from 2013 is number one in the in the CUSA in Western Kentucky, converted in 2006 to the FBS. So, so I'm quibble. Yeah. Um, what? Three of those teams came in in 2000. 2001. 2000. These two, are their last seasons in the old. Okay, so they came in 2001, mm-hmm. and you're saying that like that wasn't that long ago. Well, if we're talking about if when was how long ago was 2001? 15 years ago. What year did JFK die? 1963. So that'd be like saying that uh, 1978, between 1963, was like, oh, that, but that was only 15 years ago. Like, that isn't, I don't know. I feel like that's a long period of time. I feel like you're stretching this argument a little bit. 
What's my argument? Uh, well, because you warned me before the podcast. Well, what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that FCS schools, uh-huh. that there is a success rate. Yes. Um, in moving up to the FBS, uh-huh. and that in <clears throat> three of these six schools' cases, they've they've come into the FBS in the last ten years. Um, in App State, Old Dominion, and Western Kentucky. And so what I think is really cool about college football, uh, I mean, this is one of the things is that even though you've got like dynasty programs like Alabama and Ohio State, um, you've also got these teams that, you know, came out of the FCS and are playing with the, playing with the bigger boys now, maybe in a mid-major group of five conference, but that are succeeding in their conference over teams that have been there forever and, uh, and even getting wins over power five teams. And so I just think that that's a really cool aspect of college football. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like to keep my eye on that. Like yep. the fact that, you know, in three of the mid major uh, conferences, all of the leaders used to be FCS schools. Um, mm-hmm. is saying something. I think that's kind of cool. What's it saying? I think it, I think it's uh, it's a bit of a, Anybody can make it, kind of thing. Like an American story, except oh. Wake Forest. <laughs> well, you, you will never make it. They're bowl eligible this year. That's okay. They won half the games. Hooray, Foster Farms! Here we come. Yeah. Uh, so okay, the Belk Bowl. Uh, anyway, what, can we can we move on to Mark Helfrich? Really quick. Yeah. So tweet from Andrew Andrew Greif. Yeah. Um, I think this is pretty interesting. It says, after the players were informed of Helfrich's firing by Mullins, players went right to Helfrich's office and formed a line to say thanks. Aww. I think what's next is the next tweet, I think, that I, I saw this, which is, I think, uh, made me chuckle by him. That, that one right there. Was told that players were emotional and giving Helfrich hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Because... because <laughs> emotional and giving hugs. <laughs> like... I mean, yeah, I mean, the guy's important to him, but I, was, I think that was a, probably the most awkward tweet I read. Well, I was kind of like, what does that even mean? Um, How would Mike McIntyre's kids respond if he got fired? Well, here's uh, here's the thing. How like, would Mike Riley's? Here's the thing. Definitely correct. Like, Definitely my My high school coach, when I played <laughs> ball, probably one of the greatest in the world, uh-huh. like in terms of X's and O's and making it successful. We weren't a very good program. But to this day, I am incredibly like loyal to him and super mm-hmm. thankful because the dude, I mean, if nothing else, the guy took like six months out of his life right. to invest. And so, I mean, totally. I think that you like, there, there are certain things that, you know, are just, you know, you create a relationship with somebody, even if he, and don't forget for a lot of these seniors, this was the guy that took them to the national championship. He right. won Rose Bowls with these right. guys. He won Fiesta Bowl. I mean, not the last one. But, you know, I mean, like there are seniors that remember as juniors watching this guy take them to the highest heights. Right. Totally. And, and, and so and you don't forget that. Sorry, I wasn't meaning to pick on players as much as I was meaning to kind of point out the tweet and how kind of awkward it was. Right. Because like saying they were emotional, I coming from a mental health perspective, I'm like, I, what does that even mean? Right. Like... Well, there's that part, but there's also the part of like why but, is that? Why, also, and, why is that a surprise? And I think it plays into the whole like masculinity, you know, like uh, what's the word? Toxic uh, masculinity. Yeah, in, in football, yeah, like, kind of kind of gets bandied about. Uh, anyway. I, I just wanted to say that my high school football coach, uh, which I will not name, um, threatened to quit if a woman ever tried out, and um, mm-hmm. never ran a pass play for our high school, um, and. Uh, 
uh, went on you know record declaring that they never would because there are too many things that can go wrong in a pass play. And so after that's not we, original with him, by the way. Right after we won state in '95, uh, which is before I was in high school, we uh, proceeded to have five straight massive losing seasons mm-hmm. because everybody figured out we were never going to pass the ball. Right. Anyway. Well, yeah. 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 So. Uh, <clears throat> so I mean, for, so first of all, how do we want to talk? Do we want to do we want to talk about Helfrich like? What led to this? I mean, I think we know. Well, the defense. (laughs) Everybody's going to be talking. Everybody's been talking about who, who's who could replace Mark Helfrich, and even we before we started recording it. But before we do that, I want to talk about who would be the worst replacements for Mark Helfrich. Well, okay. (laughs) So can we do like worst realistic ones? Worst realistic ones. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think potentially Lane Kiffin. Why? Why is Lane Kiffin a bad pick? Uh, because um, his lack of consistent success as a head coach would give anybody pause. Um, although he's been with Saban now for three years, three years, it rarely looks like they're happy. Okay, about but hold it. on. Okay, but, right. uh, Well, okay. Let's let's slow down for a second, though. He was the head coach of Tennessee for when they were years? arguably in the deepest, worst part of their rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Uh, he didn't stay there long. Mm-mm. He took the USC job right as the sanctions came down. Right. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So that's probably not a fair so, one. so saying that he wasn't very and he and even in a sanctioned USC, he got a win over arguably Oregon when they were at their height. Right. Right. He's a guy. I don't honestly. I don't know. Quite frankly, or I don't know if I could say that he's a bad option. Because well, he's look, a guy who has head coaching experience. I, he's he has been tutored under two of the most winning, successful coaches in the history of college football. Right, right. Uh, and I'm, I think what he's I'm, able to predict touchdowns before they. Yeah, he is clearly clairvoyant. He can wear the hell out of a visor. out of a out of a visor and out of a polo shirt that's two sizes too big. Right. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm saying. Is I'm not saying he's going to do poor. What I'm saying is potentially could be really bad. But also, I'm also pulling back those memories of when. Uh, Sark left uh, UW, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of organ clams clamoring that they would please hire Lane Kiffin. And there was even those, those memes going around of like Lane Kiffin and UW gear right. put out by organ right, clams. Right, 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 right. Because they're like, ah ha ha, you get Lane Kiffin, ah ha ha. Right, ha, right, ha. right, right, right. right. Uh, now I'm kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Who's well, laughing now? Yeah. Uh, but I also think like there's, uh, they could just, you know, hire Brady Hoke. Mm-hmm. Not happening. <laughs> no, it's not happening. Not a clue. I know it's not happening. Uh, well, yeah, Brady Hoke would also be a bad idea on several fronts. But One, I'm trying to think he was their DC ter- this year. Well, no, I know, I know, I know. It was a joke. But terrible. Like, so, so, so the category is terrible hires who are also plausible. Who are also plausible? Uh, I am going. Mark to Antonio. Um, oh. <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad. Uh, I'm going to say Charlie Strong. I like Charlie Strong. I like Charlie Strong. I think it's not, the, get... it's not the Charlie. This we're not talking about bad people here. Right. We're talking no, about no, 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 the no, worst I, possible decisions Oregon could make. For well, their I don't think they're going to make. I think that there's plenty of good candidates out there for Brian me. Kelly. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I think you're, I think you're a legitimate opportunity if you really sit and think about it. Mike Leach. Could you imagine Michael Leach wandering around the technological? I mean, and Mike no. Leach would be. No. I mean, Mike. Here's what it would no, be. They're Mike, not no, listen, listen, just listen. <laughs> Mike Leach. It would be like that episode, like that crossover episode of the Jetsons meeting oh. the Flintstones. Oh my god! Or like you have he does Fred kinda, Flintstone. He does kind of look like Fred, Fred Flintstone. Flintstone. Like 
Mike Leach coming in and like just trying to figure out all of these amazing like futuristic technologies mm-hmm. that he has never conceived of in his life. Mm-hmm. And like eventually it's going to be one of those things where like he's using the machine in a like <laughs> like comedically you wouldn't know whether a, to hump it like, or right, comedically it. inappropriately yeah. like he's curling his hair with like a you know like a, 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 a food mixer or something like that or like you know I like the idea of Mike Leach curling his hair by the way uh, but like something like that yeah. you know get a nice uh, perm going yeah uh, let's see another like plausible but um, boy um, I can't think of that I can think of like the just you know who's getting banging about there's PJ Fleck there's the Tulsa guy. Brian Harson. Brian, Brian Harson. There's Boise. the guy in Florida, Jim McElwain. Uh, Mike McIntyre's name has been dropped, although that's hard for me to see. No, he's got um, Mike McIntyre has a Jim, defense. And Jim McElwain <laughs> could pull like a Gary Anderson um, and just go ahead and decide, I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, because he is more of a West Coast person. But I also think that I could see more. I mean, I honestly like the idea for them, uh, for PJ Fleck. I do too. Uh, only because he's what thirty six. Mm-hmm. Yep, very young. He's a year older than I am. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the kind of millennial coach. Um, he runs an offense that would fit them perfectly. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he crowd and, surfs, and I feel like the downside is like you fire him after two or three years. But the upside potentially here is like you have a guy who essentially who you could lives. potentially well, and who you could potentially lock into his career. At the college level, provided he doesn't want to pursue Go the on. NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's realistic. Um, I also think and not, there's not even a single person who's not excited about that hire. Right. right. I think that, What about Bo Baldwin at Eastern Washington? I think it's too big of a jump. They, I mean, they, they pulled Chip out of New Hampshire, but he, he, no, but he assisted. Yeah, he was assistant for a while. Yeah, I think that... Well, Do you think Bo would take an, an OC job? At Oregon, I don't know. Maybe we should call. I, I mean, what's? <laughs> I think I, here's the thing. I think the what what's the benefit to him? I mean, he here's the thing. He is currently running one of the most successful programs there at Eastern Washington, and right? he's running it his way. And he's running it his way mm-hmm. to come in and be an OC again. He'd have to come. I mean, it would be it would be a step up in terms of competition and salary, obviously salary, all that good stuff. But he would be taking a step back in his career. And I think everybody, it would be, he would be taking that job with a tacit understanding that like, he's here for two years and then he's going to go take like, you know, Purdue's the job at Purdue. Or, well, that, you know, that's already, that's already been. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. going to, yeah, he's looking to, he's got an eyeball to go take the opening at Arizona state. Sure. Yeah. So I, you know, so I don't know about Bo Baldwin. Yeah. He's a really good coach. He is for sure. Very good. I think they should give him a look. Right. But who knows? He's a very good coach. Yeah. Maybe we should call him. Maybe we should call him. Yeah. Uh, Giggle and hang out. He's up. very good. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no. yeah. Okay. Uh well that is um I think what we'd all say. And there's gonna be more coaching moves and we'll get to those later. The carousel uh, is coming. It is coming. Well, it's already kind of Sorry, started. Kind of went like real fast. Well, here's the thing. I think that the big the big schools of our the big schools that were open on the carousel have already made their moves, right? Yeah, I mean, and they didn't take from Tom any other... Herman. Tom Herman is yeah. in Texas. And Coach O is playing. The other thing is they didn't take 
a coach from any other Power Five school. Yeah. So I mean, Purdue still, wasn't already fired. Yeah. Right. Purdue is left. Purdue took less miles. No. Didn't they? No. No. Uh-uh. I thought there was know. talk about that. Oh, that's true or not? I no, thought they, I, have, they haven't hired. I thought him. I read that he accepted. No, I don't think so. I, 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 I thought I read that he accepted the the job at Purdue. I less I, I, that's 67, no. 63 year old Les Miles to Purdue. I mean, Purdue is going to look for somebody who's going to who's going to come to. Yeah, no, they haven't. Right. No, that wasn't. No, they, that, that's um, not a thing. Okay, that's not I, a thing. yeah. Uh, but it, so that means yeah, I think Purdue, the sexiest the sexiest school left on the board as of now Oregon. is Oregon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, sorry, guys. But we will have more to talk about about that because assistants are going to leave soon, um, and UW is going to be poached. Yep. You think so? Jimmy Lake to Oregon. Oh, don't say that. Oh, God. Ugh. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's just... Right. <sighs> right. I don't want to talk about it. Well, and then and then uh, Phil Knight was seen... I mean, right. this is one of the things that after... Oh. <laughs> just after... Uh, when Oregon lost the Civil War to my Oregon State Beavers, uh, um, Phil Knight was in the Ohio State locker room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him. So maybe Urban Meyer to Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's... Wouldn't that be a coup, though? Well, no. What if it's Phil well, Knight what if it's Phil Knight to Ohio State? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> right? Right? Well, can we end on that, please? Yeah. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah. Um, thanks for listening. I'm Sly. I'm Arvel. I'm Mike. And uh, this is Podcast After Dark. You can find us on Twitter at, at, at PodAfterDark, SoundCloud.com slash PodcastAfterDark. We're on TuneIn. You can email us at PodcastAfterDark at gmail.com. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes, five stars if you're so inclined, and uh, view our profiles at uh, SexySteampunkSingles.com. We will see you next week after Championship Weekend. Fuck everybody. That is fucking bullshit.